When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host Craig Fowler and I am joined down the line this fine Monday Eve by Amy Canavan. Good evening Craig. And Tony Anderson. Hello everyone, how we doing? Oh, good evening Tony. Mm. Mm. I am tired Tony. I... Oh, I... What have you been up to? I had a quiet Sunday but I had, I had basically I drank for four nights in a row. Mm. And oh, you are crazy! Fairly substantially, in at least three of them. <laughs> where did you? End? Where did you? Did you come to that gig on Thursday? Yes, yes. Where, where did you? Where did you end up? Uh, we went down. To, or did you leave before we went down to Mother Superior? Uh, I, I was in there briefly, but then uh, our friend's girlfriend got wasn't allowed to get served, so we had to buy a lemonade. And then it was like, and then they were just ordering that an Uber home. So I was like, I'll just actually just get in that. Thanks, because they live around the corner for me. Uh, that was a good gig. Tom Watts band uh, from this yeah. parish were were playing, and they were hooks for days. Um, yeah. I, I feel enjoyed it, along with uh, Ella's brother, who does the song for this podcast. Yes. Uh, and and, uh, and, and for a view for the, the terrace. And uh, Christopher Finn with Hospital Corner. Yeah. And it was for a fiver. I thought that was... Uh, was bro? Nice it, was, it was very strange to be in a be at a gig with three acts where I knew everybody. Yeah, it means you concentrate and actually listen and watch the music. Ah, um, usually there's like an act in between where you're like, I've never seen this person before, and then you just talk to your pal all the way through it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we went for dinner before it. Went to Oregano. That was nice, but I had a pretty spicy pizza, so I was thinking I was just burping that. I was oh. I was pretty hungover on the on the Friday. I didn't intend that, but then I had. A pint in the Alhambra, then three just with dinner. And then before you then you're at the gig and you have like five, then before you know it, you've had nine or ten pints and it's time. And then you're going home at eleven. It's still like I was um Neil Groggery on uh on, on Friday. I'll tell yeah, you that. Uh, Friday uh... Or John Groggery, the the John Gregory's the the, the right one here. What is uh, going on here? <laughs> Amy, he was uh, he was a manager. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, looking back, that was uh, uh, for John Gregory was the old uh, Aston Villa manager. Yes. Uh, and I would say John Groggery. Um, that's, so my, my reference points are now kicking about the early noughties, <laughs> uh, I think, is where I am. Um, I, fortunately, I think a lot of our listeners are uh, old, old dicks as well. So I think let we're me all right. just let me just investigate whether John Gregory was still manager Aston Villa or manager the English top flight when Amy was born. Must have been if it's early noughties. We should we could should do a quiz where it's all about just whether things were before Amy was born. Right, Amy, what's your uh, uh, year of birth again? Two thousand millennium baby. 
Two things. Oh. I, 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 John Gregor was still manager of Aston Villa and we'd be so for another two years. <laughs> and, you, and you don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't remember him. My goodness. My what's goodness. The point? What's the point of us paying for this? Why is Council Oh, this is Fuck a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I feel but, I am a letdown to the uh, team. But you're Apologies. right. Enough of us just talking about us going to pubs. Having um, ten drinks. Oh, uh, uh, like the big man. I, I am. I am the big man, though. And Kenny else is the big man. Xander Clark. Not. Hey. <laughs> well done, Tony. Well done, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you, you did I take my job? Um, fuck, have it, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's start at, at Rugby Park, where Hearts are starting for the second Scottish Premiership roundup in a row, running with Hearts losing disastrously. As they now cling barely by the, the skin of their teeth, by the the cracks in their hands, I, I, I don't know what else else to say. They've got eczema or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> hearts are. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was. Hearts are going. Hearts are going to blow it. Sorry, hearts are going to absolutely blow they it for, for third place after it's now down to a point. They're a point ahead of Aberdeen in that much coveted best of the spot that is very likely to get eight games in Europe again next season. And yeah, losing two one at Kilmarnock after taking the lead as well. I mean, it's so it shows you how much our state hearts are in that take the lead away to Kilmarnock with the striking press of Kyle Vassell and Christian Dodge, and can't can't even see out, not even see out the lead until halftime. Can't even go to halftime level. Like that just shows you like how much our fast hearts are at the moment. It's very I mean, negative, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I know that's I know that's probably a little bit unfair on on Kelly, but I mean, you got to think going in there, getting that early goal after after the Aberdeen game. I mean, that's going to lift you. That's going to make the team better. This is right. Turn the corner. This is all starting. But nope, they were shit really again. And I mean, let me just sum up the Hearts' performance for this game because I did watch it back, or at least I watched the like seventy fifth minute, and I was like. I haven't watched 10 minutes of the exact same thing happening over and over again. Hearts giving the ball out wide, trying to get something going in the penalty area, nothing happening, Kelly clearing it and then starting mm. again because it was after Kelly went and the 10 men. I, I turned it off and uh, didn't bother even watching oh. the last 15 minutes. You've you, 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 you been have stroppy, Fowler. You've been I stroppy. Have, I what a have, shock. No, um, <laughs> I needed to leave the house. To I was going to the cinema. You're an absolute liar. <laughs> I needed to leave the house for some fresh air. What did you yeah, see at the cinema? They boil him. I want to see Peril. No, you just made that up. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, moving on, it's a lie. <laughs> do you want to see? Do you want to see my ticket stub? I'm definitely through that out, so that would be uh, useful. Yeah, yeah. You have to show us your banking app. Busted, busted. <laughs> no, actually, I can't because it was uh, on a gift card that I got for. Oh card. my oh, god, it's done. It's done. You're a liar. So uh, there is, uh, you lost no, your shit. There's no paper trail here. I'm starting to disbelieve myself. <laughs> Maybe I just went for a walk because I was angry. Maybe I just made up the entire plot of this film in my head. <laughs> um, no, but what I was going to say, what, what I can sum up how bad hearts were is that I thought Liam Donnelly was excellent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that says a lot about Kio Morsegoglu, or whatever his name is. You're not good. Who lasted a tremendous 45 minutes, really. Wow. Backing up his good and inverted commas performance against Celtic. Yeah, Keo. Which shows levels. Uh, Keo had started to show a little bit of something in recent games, but this was a performance for him that we saw earlier in the season, pretty much any game he played when he first came into the club, and that he he seems to be very good at running alongside play. 
That's top top That's attributes very helpful. there. <laughs> so not impacting play, just being really close to it a lot of the time. <laughs> so you notice he's there. Oh, so he's one of the guys it that make it look a bystander. So he's one of those guys who who tries his best to look like he's trying hard. Does he does he punch the ground in that when he misplaces a pass? I used to play with these kind of guys all the time. Like, well, oh, if like, he can't beat them, join them. <laughs> so they do it to make it look like that they that oh, oh I rarely do that. So I react really badly whenever I do something bad. But I've seen you punch the ground four times at this one training session, sir. Um, so did 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 Hearts go back to the to the to the four at the back that everyone was greeting about? Yeah, aye. Oh, that yeah. worked good. I know that's that's the problem now. That's when you're starting to get really concerned about this team because you're thinking, right, they changed the the system, what everybody was crying out for, and still it's pretty terrible. He changed it in the second half. He still kept with the four at the back. Basically, went to a a four four two in the second period and stuck Janelli alongside alongside Shankland. But the harsh perspective for this game, I just kind of thought that. So I looked at Kelly. Kelly's game plan was very easy to tell. What it, what it was, but it was effective, and that's that's fine sometimes because you're. I mean, if you're passing because Kelly have the same game plan every single week because <laughs> yeah, they well. simply are not good enough to to have multiple game plans. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They they were going direct to the two forwards. So they're both. You like, surprised me, Craig. You surprised me. Away. Who were those two forwards again? Marcel <laughs> and Deutsch, and and sorry, they thought about going right to them. But, uh, wow. So they, they had that, and they also got. They got the again, no surprise, Kelly. They got the ball at wide loads. Armstrong, maybe. Even uh, Jones cross it in sometimes. Jones was doing a lot of the crossing actually, but the they were getting the, they were getting it wide whenever possible and getting balls in the penalty area. Like even for Kelly, they were doing it an awful lot. And it's certainly a smart game plan against this Hearts defence because there's no Craig Halkett, so it's Toby Sibick and Kai Rose in the centre, both of whom have their of their uses, but both of them aren't exactly the toughest and most robust of defenders, and there's, neither of them are certainly that great in the air. Sibic's got a lot better over the... He was quite poor last season, I remember seeing on Scout, but I think this season he's up over 60%, and Kai, I think Rolls is about 60 but that's kind of like... That's kind of like slightly below average. So to have two centre-halves like that, nobody's really dominant, nobody who can really... Out muscle and opposition forward win literally win the battle like literally win we always say winning battles over the park but that is you know almost literally a battle it's a physical encounter and these are two guys who aren't great at those physical encounters we've seen it before this season with Rogue struggling against Joel Newbley for example which I think was his first bad game for for Hertz before the World Cup and so they were putting in loads of balls in the box Vassell was really Vassell in particular Deutsch obviously got the goal but Vassell had the much better game of the two he was working very hard for the front. Jones was putting in a number of balls. Neither Ginelli nor Smith seemed to get anywhere near him, you know, despite having two players on the wing against one because Kelly were playing a 3-5-2. Jones just always just seemed to have acres of space to put balls in the penalty area. And Hearts just continually lost the the, the fight in the centre of the park in terms of so many times there'd be somebody getting on the ball and there'd be a Kelly player getting there and getting his foot in, nicking it away or it would be them gobbling up loose balls, or just pressing with much more intensity. And that's what I'm saying, like the really kind of worrying thing about Hearts is that, yeah, they've changed the shape, and this is what people are crying out for, and I think it's something they should stick with going forward. I don't think necessarily think it should just go right back to the 3-4-3 or the 3 will. 2 saying, Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. I don't think they should necessarily do that, but it shows that the problem isn't just shape. the way that they're setting up. It's also to do with the fact that these players, for whatever reason, don't seem to be hungry enough to... Get back into Europe again. 
can I can I ask a few questions uh, about Kilmarnock? Uh, first, so you're talking about the, the, they played the the three five two, and that includes sorry Armstrong and Jones as as wing backs. Yes, not very attacking wing backs. I would say. I mean, not both. Wouldn't, you wouldn't say defense, especially Jones defensively is their their sort of forte. So, how impressed were they in terms of going backwards? And because I would assume that clearly weren't being left to go man for man against uh, Shankland, Forrest and Ginelli against Dorset right and Mayo. It certainly helped, Kelly, that... Because, yeah, when you're going against that, you could easily look at those two and go, right, that's their weak spot. And Hearts did try to go down the wings at times, now that I kind of think about it a bit more. But basically what happened is that Stephen Kingsley, Alan Forrest, Michael Smith and Josh Ginelli would just continually give the ball away. All right, so, so, technic- so a technical issue there, like in terms of just performance levels. And yeah. we'll talk about that later with Hips because it's very, very, very similar. And then last, next question, last one I've got, David Watson. Talk yes. me through it. How good? How good are we talking here? Yeah, it was good again. It was a game made for his kind of, for what we saw for the week before. Somebody with a lot of energy, direct, getting up and down the park because that's what Kelly done. So Kelly, you're saying nice. So Kelly played with these two very attack-minded fullbacks, but the midfield three was Watson, Liam Donnelly, and Rory McKenzie. So that's very workmanlike mm-hmm. as well. So that was so yeah. The, the midfield looks a bit strange with these two career wingers. Even Armstrong's played like a number ten at points this season. Is mm-hmm. you know guys who have to do as much defending as they do attacking. But they they did balance it out across the midfield by making the central core midfield three just guys who were just tasked with snuffing out Snodgrass, Keogh, and Grant. Which again they done. Effectively, but for my liking, far too easily. How uh, does Robbie Nielsen rectify this? Fuck knows. Mm. Um, this is good. Because... Yeah, <laughs> I don't... You don't actually care. This is good. Because <laughs> I, was, I was watching... It's good the... to see the flabbergasted. Because it does. it is starting to get the real feel of proper full-blown collapse. It, it really has every sort of ingredients to it. <laughs> Does Robbie Nielsen know his strongest eleven? Uh, no, well, I don't, I, to be fair, I don't think any manager knows their strongest eleven when you have so many players out of form, and that's just what's happening in the Hearts at the moment. I would, I don't know, like, because honestly, what I would say right now, I, I could throw out some theories that I have, but they're kind of half baked, and I'm not even sure of them myself. So it's kind of got to that stage where you're just kind of looking at things and going, is it just the case of you need a different voice to wake these players up because it's not happening at this moment at all and the fact that there's no reaction really after the Aberdeen game is alarming to say the least like some of my half-baked theories maybe because the midfield's crap at the moment Devlin's out of form and couldn't play anyway because of concussion Grant and Keogh haven't shown enough all season to be trusted on Snodgrass is woefully out of form I think maybe other teams have just figured them out or figured out they can't run but he needs his other he needs his other midfielders to, to really be at it as well though doesn't he yeah right. And so you've, you're left with a side that wants to build for the back, but your key link between attack and defence is not functioning properly. So it what feels like Hearts, Hearts insist on going through Snodgrass, though. Like, it, like there's no uh, there's no other avenue. It must go through them. And I always think that's a problem. And you see that at other teams, and you get it. Don't really understand it at a club the size of Hearts and uh, with the amount of money spent and size of squad that they, they, they all seem a bit like, 
flies around shit towards Snodgrass whenever they've got the ball. It must go, it must go through Snodgrass. I find that bizarre. Because they're yeah. like, shit, he's good. So <laughs> ah, yeah. He it's, somebody, it's, it's somebody that demands it all the time. He demands it all the time and then gets it stolen off him all the Is time. Is he an only <laughs> child? Does he get everything he wants? <laughs> I don't know about his sibling situation. I have to say. <laughs> so maybe if he, maybe if he him... did, we maybe if he did, we'd have answers about the problems. Exactly. Of the just because he wants it doesn't mean that he deserves it. <laughs> could could just go back to go back to the start. Go back to the start of last season. Harrods fit again. Maybe if Devlin's concussion's not oh, what a shock. The answers <laughs> always Peter Harrod to Craig Fowler. All roads lead to Peter Harrod. Of course they do. <laughs> Tony, did he tell me that if he's starting in the Edinburgh derby, you might feel a little bit. He's like, hmm, he's going to come in and sort out the midfield for uh, That's what I've, I've heard a few people comment on it. When the minute um, the, the usual Hibs, Hibs doom-mongers, when it comes up, oh, Haring's fit. And I was like, he's gonna go, He's got one more performance in him. Just like I'm worried about Stuart as a goalkeeper. He's going to be flapping at all sorts for the next few weeks, but he's going to pull a, a pure 10 out of 10 at, uh, at Easter Road. And I, and I think most people know that. Uh, but Big Doji, get on the score sheet. Uh, do you think that was purely down to... To Clark's injury, which now I'm hearing rumours is, is actually pretty bad. Yeah, that's the rumour so far that he, he could be out for a while, uh, possibly. But it's just it's just rumours of this talk. I don't, I don't know if there's anything concrete in it. But if that's the case, yeah, that's also hugely concerning and just goes to the ridiculous injuries that have had this season. Um, but there's still enough talent left in that side to, to be playing a lot better than they did. So I don't want to use that as an excuse, especially after this game, because it's still, you look at the talent available to both teams. Come on, man. Like, should even Kelly fans would admit the hearts should be doing a lot better than they were. And they were able to hold your arms length with 10 men. It, it was, it oh, was a red yeah. card, surely. It was a definite red card. Yeah, it was a red card. And to be fair, Kelly did do some, they've done some decent defending, but you could just see for the end. Hearts had no real idea how to try and break them down. It was, yeah, it was pathetic. Clueless? Yeah, clueless. No style, no ball. Nielsen out. Tony, if you just got like a, 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 how long have you had this catalogue of words where you want to describe? Just ones I normally use about hips, but now I get to transfer them over to us. Hutch, E A R E S. Well, let's uh, let's take Tony down a few notches then, and let's talk about <laughs> hips one, motherball three. Yeah, hello everyone. Uh, Tony, I did was... I did not see I, I saw a potential for hips. Because it's always, you know, Hibs are, as one Hibs fan said in response to the club account after the game, Hibs have got to be the most consistently inconsistent, eh, consistently inconsistent team in w- world football, like season <laughs> after <to> season. <laughs> but I still didn't see a performance this dreadful coming. I think I think that's that's the what what's really worrying is it was the there was like fundamentals that seemed to be going right for Hibs, uh, and they were just. Totally exasperated in both. Uh, it's just like they were completely forgetting how to play football. They couldn't string three passes together. They looked totally disjointed. Uh, any ball over the, they, they looked like the, the three at the back. Which, I mean, if we're going to look at shape wise, Hibs. I don't think Hibs have won a game playing three at the back this season. But they fucking used it a lot. Uh, and 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 it's and, and they and it's always used that way. And the same thing happens is there always a disconnect between the strikers and the midfield. And then at the back, we looked like so, like thrown off with the fact they had two strikers. So any time that they played a ball forward, it was getting in behind. Everyone looked panicked, and I really want to watch what I say here because I don't want to take things away from Motherwell. But I really don't think they had to play particularly well. I don't think they did play particularly well. They it was very simple 
style that they were using to, to just get him behind Tibbs. And then obviously the U, they were, were ruthless with the with the set pieces. Um, and they did miss chances. But I said the way they were creating the chances were really just long balls over the top. But I was really interested in your point of view with that, Craig, because you're not coming from it from a from a biased angle, if you like. Well, yeah, certainly the three at the back didn't work because a lot of the balls over the top was just going over the head. Of Aye, or, 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 the, or the other side, C.J. Egan Riley, mm. kind of just attacking that gap. But I was going to say, but was it really the channel? Was it really off in the channel? It was mainly just the side centre-backs. It was mm. just going over their heads and then it was just turning and Muller would just seem to be in. So it wasn't even like so much a case of us attacking the area between the wing-back and centre-back as often you can sometimes get mm. at a, a three-at-the-back defence. But I think, I mean, I talked about Liam Donnelly being a, a real... One of the standout players for for Kilmarnock in the in the previous game, Sean Goss was the best player in the park. Uh, so again, if you, if you want, who's <laughs> the better? Oh, Goss is by, oh, a, Goss mile. Is by a mile. Uh, Marshall is so bad for Kevin Van Veen's. It's he no gets even. his feet all wrong. I'm shuffles just being over. Uh, devil's advocate because I, I think it's quite clearly Goss's as well. But there's been a lot. Oh, which one seems to be better? Yeah, uh, yeah. One's very very good, and one's. A goalkeeper error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I think with Hibs in midfield, especially, I mean, Jago was an abomination. He, he mm. just could not keep the ball. He gave it up. We've we've had these conversations about Jago even during the good times. Is that this is a a specialist player? He's not. He is never a footballer. And I've been saying that even during the good times. And now, we, and the problem that we maybe have with someone like Jago is, see, when he plays badly, he's going to look like one of the worst players in the country because uh, he was absolutely useless. He could, he was, he started hiding behind players during points. Jake Doyle Hayes wanted, he was just wanting to make the the easiest pass all the time. You could see his confidence went so fast, which is it's bad because then he's just come back in and he's went straight back into the lineup. You'd expect more from him in that scenario. I mean, his his place has gone to Joe Newell already. Um, and going, going How was into the next Neil game. when he came on? Neil was the only player who who looked at anything like uh, technically. And Johnson, I made a very good point. It's like the technical ability of everyone in the Hibs team was so poor, and, and, and that, that, that's when it moves away from shape. There was just like Josh Campbell had a, had a terrible game. He was like running about all over well, the place. Well, Fish had his worst game, and not just defensively. Like his passing was really bad. Because normally been, his been uh, good. his long range passes have been great. Matthew Hoppy was. Him and Nisbet, I don't want to let Nisbet off the hook. We played with two strikers and the ball didn't stick once for about the first half an hour. And then eventually we got in behind and we got a Campbell crossed in for, for a Nisbet header. So there was just nothing. I think Motherwell had such an easy day just picking Hibs off and picking up the ball and and, and just because Hibs couldn't string any passes there. And I, as I said, I really want to watch because they've come to Easter Road. Hibs were on a bit of a, a run. I know they'd lost the last two, but you know, in general, they looked like a good team. Uh, and I just feel like they didn't really have to do much at all to 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 stroll out with three points, and they were lucky they weren't out of sight by by half time. Yeah, because I mean, well, one of them, Van Veen, has the chance saved, and then that immediately leads to the free kick. So that was all in the same kind of moment where Goss then opens the scoring from that set piece opportunity. But Van Veen had the great chance again later in the half. And he said himself that didn't think he played that well because he, mm. he said he felt like he was low in energy, just like one of those days an when you feel a bit sluggish. An off day. Off day. Yes. And yeah. yet he scored twice. Yeah. And not bad. Then, not bad. And, and got right in the face of David Marshall after their wee pushing match. And that, that noise Marshall up. That that did. It, it knocked him off sync. He, he, he should have saved the penalty. 
I know people you say you can't criticize people for penalties, but you can because yeah. that's, that's that's a pass back, and all he has to do is drop down and and get his body behind it, uh, and then with the free kick he was poor. And if you're really the the catalogue of errors for Marshall and what's what he gets away with, Marshall is they're not always like in your face errors. Um, like they're, they're what just is he locked. doing for the penalty? Yeah, like, I, what is he doing? It's it's it's, it's that walk away as well, isn't it? It's like I don't even need to look mm. at the ref, and then I'll just have a little glance just to make sure that he is given the penalty because I know I, it's a penalty, <laughs> and then I'll just keep walking. It's such a mad decision. Uh, he makes it. He gets caught in the two minds for for a guy of that level of experience, and and, and then and he concedes the penalty. <laughs> yeah, it's so. I just I Marshall's really. It almost feels like he's. I think it's been already said that he's not signed a new deal at Hibs, and it, he, he certainly plays like a guy who doesn't have a lot on the line. Um, and it's because I just feel like he, he, he sort of feels like he daydreams a lot, and, and he's not switching on. He doesn't. He, he picks the wrong time to come out for the ball. Uh, he stays on his line too where, often. Where am I going next? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll use, like oh the, no, the, it's a shot. <laughs> The Humphreys, the Humphreys goal at Tynecastle for when six days line, you know, it doesn't look like he's really paying attention on what to do. And there's and there's lots, there's lots of ones like that where again it's not glaring errors, but when you look at and then his stats really show up really poorly um, on it on his like shots to save ratios is one of the lowest in the league. And I think the fans up properly after this game. Uh, I've kind of turned on Marshall, which you never really expected. I think everyone thought that was the safest signing of the of the summer of the bonkers ones that Hibs had, and it's actually now turned out that he could be what a guy who could really cost the club. Because I mean, you don't have to have a good season to finish third this year. That's yeah. now it's simple. Like as evidently, that. <laughs> yeah, you can you can He's really just have a... the money on bloody Aberdeen. Aye, well, you, I like now you're getting four to one. I stuck, 20, I stuck twenty quid on Aberdeen to Aye. finish. Uh, You'd be mad not four to. One. You'll, you'll be mad not to that. You'll get, including your state, you get 100 quid back for that. And if you want to, you stick a 10 on Hibs if the madness happens, and you'll get 90 quid back for that. And then, so for 30 quid stake, I'd say you're pretty much guaranteed to get it because it's hard to see hearts. I'm, I'm still, I'm still holding it, hoping my bet for you to get relegated, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, son. Um, but yeah, uh, you, should probably, uh, you should probably talk more about the Marvel players. Like I said, Shogos. Shogos really was excellent, and not just in a Sean Goss type of way, which. Like he wasn't just sitting there spraying passes and looking like kind of because he gets by on the fact that he does have good like technique and his his range of passing is very good that he can strike a a dead ball, but a lot of the times you just think, well, you're not. Other than that, you're not fit to be a midfielder. This game he was. He was getting up and down the park. He was showing a lot of energy. He was battling. He was doing the the things the, the kind of nitty gritty sides, but then could make the other parts of your game elevate. He was good. Blair Spittle was good until he had to go off injured after getting clattered by Marshall. Dean Cornelius then, was good. And I like Cornelius. Like Cornelius is a really good player on the eyes. He's his pressing ability is really good as well as, and he does have a nice touch. I think Cornelius is one of those players that I always expect more from. I expect him. I, I hope to see him develop further because uh, every time he comes to Easter Road, I'm always really impressed uh, when I watch him. But. Um, I was yeah, in, Paul McGinn had a good game yeah, yeah he had a good game I was I was intrigued by Max Johnson to see him in the flesh but he didn't really do much it was actually James Furlong the young mm. Irish fullback on the other wing back position he had the better of the two games he was bombing up and down all game long from, from the left hand side so it was it was really more him that ended up catching my head Mac, Johnson didn't really do much but then didn't he really have to did he? 
No. He was going to against Louis Stevenson to be fair, so he must have just like, and then, and then, and I think with Amy, with your point earlier about Hearts, does Robbie Nielsen know his best team? It's just now that the, the more options that Hibs get back, the more of an issue. It always seems with, <laughs> with, with Lee Johnson. Well, I didn't, Tony, I didn't, got... I didn't say that. I said that very recently. Is that I thought you did. That, you did. I, I thought that Lee Johnson, when he gets some of these players back, he might end up tinkering with the system that was working for Hibs, and he's, he's already done it. He done it straight. I accepted what he done in the Celtic game because that was smart and and it was what you do and and he was try and 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 with a few decisions you never know it could have maybe grown a point out of that. But uh, at, at Parkhead, but in the in this game there was just no reason to to go back to that. Why, why do you feel you need to match up to to Motherwell? I know Hibs were lacking wingers. I I was worried about this in in the Hibs chat that I've got saying he's going to be tempted by the back three simply because all the wingers are only fit. So he's going to be mm-hmm. thinking, and that's, and, and lo and behold, the, the, the minute you saw the team, you're like, no, that's definitely what he's, what he's done there. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Joe Newell, Egan Riley going back into, into midfield for Tardis. Cause in terms of Lee Johnson, that Sunday is a massive game because it's not just that we, we to stay in, in, in touch for third, there is also you could drop drop into the bottom six, yeah, and and then and then he's and then he's had a, a and then there's no arguing in this league with the opportunities on offer and you've managed to finish in the bottom six um, when everyone else is also shite. That's a really really bad season. So I think he, 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 his whole tenure could really on this this game on, on Sunday. I think it is massive because obviously Dundee United are trying to stay up. Uh, but it, it, it loads could hinge because Hibs could be pretty much out the running of third if Hearts and Aberdeen win their home games, which is still something you still expect. Even Hearts, although Samirin, almost the worst team for Hearts to play, I think. Actually, uh, yeah, we've yeah. just done our review for the Terrace meeting before this show, and Amy can attest that I actually said I think Samirin are the worst team for Hearts to play at this moment <laughs> in time. Yeah, I'm glad. That, that, that really, really, really is. So, uh, but I think it's it's a huge weekend for in terms of the, the lineup game. Obviously, you've got the old firm game, so Celtic can absolutely put the the league to bed. It's already to bed, but we'll have some fun. Uh, uh, and I see it at the bottom of the league with Dundee United. Hibs have a beat Dundee United this season, uh, and I feel like the Hibs whole season could hinge on on this on this game. Right, so let's go for the team that I backed. At four to one with twenty pounds just earlier on this evening on bet three six five. That's Aberdeen. They're gonna finish third, in my opinion. They're now only a point behind Hearts. And this weekend, they done what you want to do when you're in this type of battle and what Hearts have been unable to do for a few weeks now, which is win when you're not playing well. And Aberdeen did that going to McDermott Park, despite the fact that Johnson played pretty much the entire game with ten men after Andy Considine, who celebrated his birthday by getting sent off. And yet St Johnson could Amy maybe feel a bit hard done by it and get at least a point out of this game. It was a drab, scrappy, gritty game, but Aberdeen got the job done and oh just the, the less said the better. But it's it's strange because I think you're spot on that um it was a game that lacked a, a ridiculous amount of creativity, which is probably still Aberdeen's problem despite um, the resurgence under um, Barry Robson, I know you're thinking, oh, managed to score through against Hearts, that's just because you're not very good. Yeah. Um, but there was a, there was a, a, a lack of penetration. Um, there was a, just a, a lack of everything really from Aberdeen. And I think when they went down to the 10 men, you would really think, right, okay, Aberdeen's problems have really been on the road. Um, St. John's problems have really been at home. 
Um, it makes the, co- the perfect concoction, really. Down to 10 men that Aberdeen are going to be have a little bit of flair about them. And no, it just did not It did not occur. Um, St Johnston, I think, can feel a fair bit hard done by. I think it, when a side are down to t- 10 men and you win 1-0, um, and yet still the man of the match is most likely your goalkeeper. Don't think that ever bodes well. Keller Roos certainly kept um, St. Johnson and uh, Aberdeen in the game. Sorry, kept St. Johnson out, uh, especially right at the death as well. Um, it just was not. Um, it was not a classic. It's not one. I don't think it's one that when in the summer when um, Robson's rules sort of discussed. I don't think it'll be one that you look back on. Um, Yes, it was the win on the road, but it wasn't the performance that they probably would have liked um, and would have been looking for, considering that they were up against 10 men. St Johnston, on the other hand, they just, I think, showed a lot to, to Callum Davison um, about their attitude. I do think that they're probably, if they weren't already, I think the top six sort of chat is done for them. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, but it's not mathematically out of the equation. It's done. Amy, it's done. It's not mathematically... It's not bloody well should be. They've had far too many shit games. It's not (laughs) mathematically... See if they get it. See if they get it. Mark this moment. No, they won't. Um, But that's okay. (laughs) But that's okay. Because St. Johnson, a success for St. Johnson is just staying up. And especially because they had that awful start of the season as well. Um, And I, I think they are more than... Okay, to not be sucked into the um, into the relegation battle. Tony, I know you're edging, itching to get in and say, "Oh, I think they might be able to get sucked in." Um, no, I, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about them getting sucked in. It, it, it is possible, but after you're saying with the performance they've done there and the look up of their squad with Phillips being back. And Witherspoon, who I was going to ask you about. I mean, we've seen so little of David Witherspoon since the chop on the world stage. The chop. That- <laughs> and now he can't get a game for St Johnston, but he did get in, num- in the number ten role here. And uh, obviously, going down to eleven, ten men might have worked against it. But but how how was his performance? I think it's one of those. That it, it certainly doesn't help because then it went obviously. So as Craig says, um, Constant gets sent off for just one of us on his birthday against Aberdeen. It was just written in the stars. Um, but it was that back five with McGowan being back. Um, which I think is always a huge asset. Um, and then obviously sort of had to go to the the, the, the back four, um, mm-hmm. which I think Davies, we... Davies I was going to say, we, we've dissected it to death and everybody has a spell. And you're just like, Calm Davidson, why are you so scared of the back four? Like, it's I think it's just a bear with it. Um, and get get Liam Gordon out of it. Um, but it, it didn't allow for the... the um, the fluidity that you perhaps like for, for David Witherspoon. But, you know, he still managed to provide a bit for Rudden and May. And I think when mm. you've got players like uh, Rudden and May in front, um, I still just can't quite believe that Zach Rudden in fact, is back in the Premiership. Um, but he, he was okay. He was okay. Um, and it probably compliments May to, to a degree because they, they are just missing Clark. Like, Nicky Clark just offers so much. And it's not one, it's one of those that you don't realise, is that saying, you don't realise how much you miss something until they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is evident with um with, I think he, he likes Clark. He likes the link play of Clark, but he does. Everyone likes. He, I, I think Cam mm. Davis has said that himself. Like he, he just he is that. That is the word. He is the link between the, the, the middle to, to the front to support in May, um, because he, he's just got that instinct and that know how that May probably lacks. And oh, like, but Rudden's good in that. 
kind of deputy role to Clark and, and oh, absolutely. I think he's, he's the best because he, he does the he does the running that yes. Teddy Bear doesn't really do. <laughs> um, I do like the the makeup of that midfield finally though I mean that the midfield uh, uh, Sir Johnston has went through so many iterations a season ones where you like no one can move ones where it's everyone's a creative player uh, it was like, like can we just get some of the balance we've got a lot of players there can we can we do them all uh, and then there was ones where it was I said all creative players like Casey and Wotherspoon and all, all of them were playing but they Halberg is, is a good box to box he's got he's he's got legs in him and he, and he can get that and he's got height uh, for for which I is whether we like it or not is important in, in Scottish football in the middle of the park that someone can ju- Dan Phillips is 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 a is a really good player it seems um, and one that can allow you to to build into games and can allow you to to keep on top of teams and and to rotate the ball and also know when to maybe drive a little bit he's got he's got some nice feet so he can beat a man and open it up and as I said Wotherspoon is probably still despite maybe what we're seeing in terms of his minutes, but he's still one of the more the most talented players players at the club. So, I mean, you think that that might be quite a nice thing going forward to the end of the season? Like, on paper, it should be a, a, a quite a sweet combination. I think everyone uh. said their spot on. I really like Halberg. He, he skewed a, a, an opportunity, actually. Um, and, I and, missed a couple, Halberg, yeah. It's just like... Come on, man. Um, but Wotherspoon, he does. He has it in his locker. And okay, maybe not as, as often as you would like or what it was in his earlier days um, in his career. But he does still have that chop within him. Um, and Phillips, I think, is, is one of the, the better players in the, the sort of bottom six teams um, across the division. I like Graham Gary. I know I, I get, I've got stuff on that on this podcast before. Yeah. I, like, I do. I like him. I think... Don't just say, oh, right, he's going on foot. I think he's all right. Um, and when he came on, do you know what? He was all right. Nothing great. <laughs> nothing rotten. He was all right. And I would take all right. Look, the pair of yous, you should both be taking all right right now. <laughs> but no, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, a great game. It's an awful, awful pitch as well. You just like look at it and you're just like, mm, you do not want to be playing football on that. Calum Davis has mentioned that throughout the season. It's hampered obviously um, so it wasn't ideal for Aberdeen to get the ball rolling far from ideal for, to get um, St Johnston any any sort of chance at all really um, but like I say for Aberdeen it's three points Matthews to the bad for the goal pick. Amy oh, for the no, goal. didn't they like it no, didn't they like it at all no it's, it's not very good it's not very good um, it's it's just simply not very good, is it? Um, he's just far he's, too far over, uh, and it just becomes a scramble. Positioning and, and yeah. like the fact that the minute you, where you even look at where um, Angus McDonald is, the fact that you're like, right, so he's celebrating. Oh, yes, he's clearly not the goal scorer, but he's the last Aberdeen. Play. Like that just should not be happening. If anyone in that position is taken, is managing to go off and celebrate that they think that they've scored a goal, goalkeeper, you've had a bear. Um, <laughs> and he's not even looking at the goal. He's having to flick it round by getting round, and he's so far away off the angle of the post to try and get it in. It's like with no, with no real pace. Okay. Not, it's two two moments of madness is basically cost um, St Johnston the, the, the and then Graham Shinney's also gonna now going to be out the game. Sorry, I now he's but out this, the game. It's more the next game that's yeah, the problem there. They're hoping to kill him. I think they're fine. Yeah, that's it. That was my. I was like, oh, I was like, I sitting in my room, uh, sorry, watching the highlights before prepping for this, and oh, Graham Shinney's out the next game. Oh, great! And I was thinking, right, maybe, maybe Hibs can get back in here. And I was like, all right, okay, don't worry about it. Del Boy's <laughs> Del Boy is absolutely gutted. Can you believe that that's Graham Shinney's first red card of his career? Because I can't. 
it's like he uh, he is the king of uh, hanging on a booking. I cannot uh, believe that. He plays the game in the referees' ear. He's he's always been fucking brilliant at it because everyone used to hate him for it up here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite disappointing way to lose that first yellow right shut up um, and then you're just like what are you doing because it it, it's, 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 it's rash yeah. you're yeah. just like silly, yeah. silly. you're one nil up against yeah. ten men at, at the touchline at halfway like mm. where's the danger and it's annoying because it's an additional time as well you're just like to hang on to that record as you rightly as you rightly say you're just like Ugh. but um, no not one that I think will be looked back on by either side with too much glee up the road three points in the bag and Robson's um, rampant Aberdeen continue <laughs> right let's move over to the other team in contention for third place a little bit further back but if they continue to play like they did at the weekend and you never know that Samirin who defeated Livingston 3-0 in Paisley all goals scored in the first half the first goal was I mean, it looked like it was actually scored until about the fifth minute, but it was basically 10 why seconds Why did in. it take so long? Oh God, why does any of it take so long, Amy? So. I, was, I, was, uh, I was watching, I watched this on Scout to, to prepare for the for the show and I saw the first clip was five minutes 45. And I, and I in my head, wow, what? Because we watch, it's like uh, effective time yeah. for, for the listeners. So the ball goes out. Um, it, it moves to the next clip, and that's really good because maybe you can. If we need to watch a game to prepare for this, you might get an hour. You only it might only take an hour rather than like an hour and a half. And uh, so I looked, I was like, "Wow, what a start this must have been! The football on show, like <laughs> the ball's <laughs> away in the back." <laughs> and, then, and then I realised quite quickly, "All oh, right, I can actually skip through all of this." Uh, yeah, for some reason, <laughs> effective time show does the entire VAR check. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even VAR's ruining effective time. <laughs> Can't give me anywhere. And it's, it's 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 an obvious penalty. And to be honest, in terms of the game strain. The first half, especially small and strain, just seen so much of the ball, and they had uh, Penrice and Devlin pinned right back, and they were small, especially was getting so much joy down there, and the two of them were just putting in crosses after crosses, and, and De Lucas, it really affected him that that handball because it took him twenty minutes to get back together and, and stop sort of looking like worried every time there was a, there was a cross coming in or like try to clear things with his chest, you know, that type of stuff, but everything just looks can, completely um, awkward. Uh, I thought they were in the, in the submitting midfield. They won those battles as well. Gogic was, was really, really good. And unfortunately for Livingston, Jason Holtz had a really big drop off mm-hmm. this season and him and Shinny in there were, 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 were really shit, man. I mean, Shinny, like, you didn't even realise he was playing. And then I, I was like, wow, it, I, I saw the 22 and I was like, oh, God, I forgot he was even there. And then it was like, he, he done a little combination pass. I was like, all right, here we go. And then he just kicked the ball forward and out for a goal kick right away. And it wasn't until... Nice. Uh, yeah, it just it wasn't until like the end of the first half where Shinny actually hit the bar with, with a really good effort. It was the only thing he'd done. But Holt, I think, got hooked at half time, he just could not get in the ball, he could not get um, any space to, to build up. His touch was poor, and it's made up. It's quite a, a shame to say because Holt's always been someone who sort of stood stood out at Livingston, and, and him changing position and becoming like a tense midfielder has always been something that was certainly popular on, on our podcast and how Jason Holt sort of changed over the years. 
but he's not in the team all the time now, and they don't seem really getting back in after that. Omionga and um, who was it? And, and Montano came on at, at half time. And they and, and Montano especially made a made a massive difference. He was ten times the player Penrice was. He was able to stop Ryan Strain just basically running the show. And and because Strain's such a good player, and when he's got time and space, his deliveries are so good. His touch is good. He reminds me a bit. Obviously, nowhere near as good, but like the, his touch and his and he, and he, his awareness and his ability to pass, a bit like Aaron Hickey. Uh, and and he's and he, and I thought he was he was really good in this one again. But these fans and, love him, don't they? they, they yeah. really, he's up there for for player of the season for them. Easy, easy. He, he, he almost plays like it almost feels like a playmaking role for that right wing back. He, he gets on the ball so often, and obviously O'Hara's a really vertical runner, and they go sort of box to box. And he's 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 good O'Hara, and he's had a really really good season. Uh, and then Gogic is obviously like a, a just like a, a massive. Spoiler in there, and then Bacchus again, like O'Hara, is it's not it's not all cultured with Bacchus. He's a good player, and and again, it's it's a lot to do with his physicalities and drive. So Strain brings to me like the culture and 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 the skill and the football there. So he ends up on the ball quite a lot, and he's just so so important to them. And 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 he was superb there. But I'd say Montano came on. The game changed a bit. But he he started to get on the ball and he he sort of nullified strain and he was seeing a lot of it. He created a good chance for um, the only good chance for our big man Nubly uh, when he played over the top. The only time Joe Shaughnessy was in trouble for that full ninety minutes, I thought he was superb. Shaughnessy, he was so aggressive. He had the two like the Dunn was dealing with Guthrie. They had an ongoing battle um, doing there. So uh, Shaughnessy was the one who was. Breaking out and going to win the headers that were played forward all the time, and he, he was he was really good, and that was the only time he had any sort of of bother. I have a and question yeah, for you um, yes. about on loan Dundee United striker who Dundee United, you know, um, a certain person said that there are no good strikers out there for um in, in January. How was how did Tony Watt get on? Tony Watt, he he, he was pretty good, and he took his goal really well. Uh, like a natural he, striker, some would say. Some would say yes, because him and Maine. What I liked about them and the way that they set up for the like, set up is they kept them really close together, and they stopped what is normally quite a natural thing for what is to come out right really regularly. But they they, they kept what and Maine really close together. Bacchus was doing more of the shuttling to the right hand side to sort of work with with strain. And that's why Watt's able to take his goals a proper striker's goal because he's getting to stay in the centre. Uh, and they, they take, I mean, it's really poor again from, from Livingston because it's just a long throw of the top. Boyce is sleeping a bit. And then I think it's De Lucas again is so unaware of Watt being there. So when Main gets there, he just clips it in and then Watt's in there and he's so composed, takes it around the goalkeeper and, and slots it in. Uh, so it was like, it was a really which is unusual for what an understated performance, but it was much more about being a, a striker than it was because a lot of the time with what he likes to peel off, right. He likes to get on the ball a lot. He moves a lot. Um, and, and he likes to sort of be very involved in the play, uh, but he was much more, they, they made it that main and what stayed really close together. And main just had the most main performance that you would, you would expect. But 
They brought Anderson on later, Livingston. They got somewhere. Guthrie was staying on. Guthrie had our ongoing battle with Dunn. He started to get to grips with a bit in the second half, but again, it's 3-0 down. So, like, the, things change uh, from, from the opposition. Yeah, Simeon had already taken off Mark O'Hara, who's maybe their best player yeah. in the first half because he was on a booking. Uh, I yeah, he would probably claim unfairly because he was booked while his team should have had a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't. I, since I was watching Wisegate, I didn't see that bit. I was wondering, did, did that not just get get cancelled? No, nope, but that's not what happened. Yeah, um, but now Livingston are just in poor form. Uh, well, the thing that really stood it for me was Martindale changing the system, changed the mm. system and refused to change it, even when it was clearly not working. So he, he said afterwards that he changed it to try and nullify what some men were doing, which. I mean, <laughs> just have more faith in your players to go play your normal game plan away to St. Martin, especially since St. Martin, and even, even Stephen Robinson said this, they changed it up slightly. Like, they played the same system and roughly the same team they always do. But when I say system, I mean shape, because he talked about the fact that they were looking to take the game more to Livingston, so in, in order to stop them from doing what their game usually is, and that's putting a lot of balls in the penalty. They thought if they invited Livingston onto them, then... That would just cause them problems. And I suppose with the front two that Livingston picked, it might have done. So what they wanted to do was push Livingston higher up the park and pen them in and win the ball in high areas and score goals that way. And that's kind of what you saw happening. They were, you know, they were pushing forward and getting a lot of bodies in support. And Livingston then found themselves at a three-goal disadvantage where they've not played well at all. The system isn't working for them. The, the centre-halves are, as you said, not dealing with the assignment of going at a three at the back. The midfield's not playing well, and all they're doing is lump it up to the forwards. And yet, you know, he makes changes, but he doesn't make the wholesale changes required. No, I just, it's just personnel changes. Yeah, and he never he sticks with the same shape for the entire game. And it's like, it's again, we, we do praise Martindale a lot, and the last time we talked about the fact that he stuck James Penrice in the right midfield, that it worked against Ross mm-hmm, County, yeah. and he seems to do this all the time. But he does also have this other side to him where he, he clearly overthinks it, and then he's too... Stubborn to change it, and the league. It's cup a final. panic. It's a panic, isn't it? League um, Cup final against Johnson being the best example of that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like this is this was this is not the time to be, you know, doing anything rogue, rage, anything like that. This is this was a massive game. I think everyone was really looking at it as the game of the weekend. The fact that this right, this is the final top six sort of spot. The fact that Hibs and Aberdeen have somehow managed to rise from from whatever, but. You, you mentioned there, fellow, you know, like we give David Martindale a lot of praise. We don't give Livingston a lot of criticism. And I just mean, I mean, as Scottish football in general, because it's like, okay, Livingston's mantra is to stay up. But I, not so long ago, because I remember having to do it, had to write a piece um, that was like, right, Livingston finishing third sort of thing, going into Europe. And that wasn't a million years ago, but it was only in December. So this has to be deemed a failure that they don't make top six. But no, why, why don't we call it that? Because, because just because I think it's always everyone's so aware that their wage bill is so much smaller than everyone else's by quite some distance, and they've barely got players. But if we're talking over. about Hearts, is fall from say Hearts don't finish third and mm. say right that's a failure, that's a drop. This is also Livingston who were at one point Hearts's biggest um, yeah, yeah. competitor for for third, but now even if they don't finish top six, it's like all right, okay. And I don't mean that then that shouldn't be. You know, we shouldn't be praising St Mirren because I absolutely should, but it's about damn time St Mirren finished in the top six. Um, but they deserve it. But Livingston, the, I, I, I'll be very intrigued if they don't make the top six and how much criticism there is actually around that. Yeah, and, and, they, and they've taken a few humpings. 
They have. Yeah, thing, like, which is unusual for them. They, oh, they the hands have, to have, see, the hands to Hibernian, Tony. Well, even that, yeah, and like they're they're being turned over and then submitted in there where it goes badly for submitting um, for Livingston. It seems to really, really do that. But I, in fairness, I mean, I do this and I talk up Livingston fairly regularly. I'm a bit of a Livingston fanboy. I'm a big Martindale fan. I've said on, on here loads of times. And now at the start of the season, Amy, I'd done it. I think I'd done one with you with we were doing the snap judgments. I said yeah. Livingston would make Europe and that was because there was five places. So it, is, it will be a lot for them to lose. And in this game, man, it took them to 35 minutes to, to put a combination together to, for a Nubly chance. And that was where Shinny, um, Guthrie and Devlin out wide. And that's too long and the game's already gone and they've not even really done anything. They've not even gotten into the game. And and like you said, Fowler, he has to take a bit of a bit of blame for that because we do give him so much praise when it comes to these smart, nifty tactical changes and where to use players. And when it turns around and it's quite so fucking hopeless, he also has to take a bit of the bullets there. Right, let's move on. We've got two games left. I care very little for both of them. <laughs> let's see if you guys have got anything else to say. Let's start with a game in the Highlands on Sunday. Tony, I know you watch some of this. Amy, I know you support one of the teams. Ross County nil, Celtic 2. Tell me something interesting about this one. Uh, Tomoki Iwata um, impressed uh, okay. in his starting debut for Celtic and looked good, looked very good um, nice to actually because we've seen fleeting appearances for him, from him so far, just little cameos and you go, oh there's a bit of player in here and he was given um, a start by hooker by crook um, Celtic a little bit light no Hatati, no Moy um, but no, he impressed um, confidently um, spraying passes around uh, in a small pitch, a, a sticky, stubborn um, Ross County side that's um, troubled Celtic for large periods of the game. And it was not a great game at all. I'm really trying to sound a little bit optimistic here. Look, it's just one that, like, get up the road, get back down the road with three points in the bag. Um, it was not a game that. Um, many would have enjoyed. I would. I would suspect. Um, I think that the biggest concern is that Celtic are not at their rampant best without Rio Hatati, um, and that mm. was evident on Sunday. It was evident before the break as well. Um, but he is. A, he is a huge, huge miss. And as I was saying earlier about someone, can't remember who, Nicky Clark. Um, it's not until you're missing someone that you really see how influential they were because oh there was just there was a flatness to Celtic just mm. could not break Ross County down and you've got to give credit um you know Malcolm McKay knew how he wanted to set his side up but it was just oh it was uh, not one of the more um glamorous performances up in the Highlands from Celtic. It was um I think the, the point about Atati just Celtic just can't play as quick because the attack he doesn't matter where he takes it obviously he takes the ball in tight areas all the time and he can either beat someone to open the game up or he passes the ball really quickly out wide and, and, and Celtic just get a bit stickier and it allows teams to get back into their shape faster than, than, than when Hatati's there and Moy's obviously really he's been quite forward thinking when, when he plays Moy's plays uh, obviously Celtic play with the three in the midfield but Moy I've always felt looks like he's actually played in the most uh, sort of attacking area uh, in that place I think there's been a disappointment with Matt O'Reilly in general. Yeah, just he's his, just... His performance levels just aren't anywhere near the same. It's a strange one with Matt O'Reilly because I remember sitting on a presser with him a few weeks ago um, and he was very open in saying that um, 
there's been a lot of stuff going on in his life that has perhaps impacted um, performances and in his mindset and whatnot. Didn't go into anything too too much into detail, but it was just very much that he had stuff going on in his personal life. And I think that that has to be um, applauded, that he was open enough to, to, mm-hmm. to say that because, you know, they're not robots. They do have real things going on in their life, so whatever that may be. Um, but he's a really young guy. He is, he's a really young guy that, to yeah. do that as well. Uh, um, uh. So I think that, and, and I'm not saying... You know, I, I think that that has to be applauded more than anything that he's, he's came out and said that. But yeah, yeah, definitely. As a, I didn't as, that. No, that's not good. at all, not at all. Because, and I think that speaks volumes as well, that it, it's not dominating. And I think that's, that's good that it's not. Um, but at the end of the day, he is there to be judged as a footballer. Um, as he also said, and, you know, his footballing performances haven't been where they were this time last season when you were like, oh, my God, this man is managing to keep out Tom Rogic. Yeah. Um, because that's how good he was, and it's not. I think it's just the fact that he set such high standards. But you know, his, his goal scoring has not been there. It was only up until late that he ended up even getting on the score sheet. Um, but there has just been a slight little bit of flatness. But it's a strange one because I've always felt that Matt O'Reilly actually linked up better with Georges Yakimakis than what he has done with Kyogo. Um, I always, I've always felt that. Um, they were just perhaps on on a better wavelength, um, but th- there's just yeah, there's just something not quite ticking with um, with Matt O'Reilly right now. Um, but I, your favorite, sorry, your favorite boy, your favorite boy came off the bench, Bernabe, and, and rocketed in a a brilliant goal. I mean, is that you? You'll be arguing about that with your brother for for the whole oh, weekend over Sunday honestly, dinner, I'm sure. Absolutely, don't bother because he was sitting <laughs> so bloody smug earlier. I remember watching that. <laughs> like, came, he came in for his work and I was just watching it again. And he, like, I obviously, I was in the office. Yesterday, that, um, eh? Yeah, so I was in the office yesterday and it was just like, so he's like, oh, you've not seen the goals yet? I was like, of course I have. Um, not a hello or anything like that. He just went, what a hit, Louie, what a hit. And I was like, hi, very good, Patrick. I'm like, but what else has he done? Um... But I, it looked it's, like he enjoyed that though. There was, there, there, it looked like he enjoyed it as well, and the fans really were started singing his name right away. I thought that. I'm so I would happy say, for him. For for the for the black uh, for the blandness of the game from from a Celtic perspective, I thought the fans were pretty good. You can tell there's it's a long way up to to Dingwall. Away fans it's are always in good voice. It's an early <laughs> start. <laughs> so, so, away fans are always in a good voice, especially as long as they're winning. It's always in a, in a good voice. To go on to Ross County, I think Latoury again. Was was really impressive. He he he, he take neat player. He takes it in tight areas, and he was doing that against sort of like the sort of highest rated players in the country. And I thought that was really. Exciting I like him to a see. lot. I like him a lot, yeah. and he done a, a lovely interview actually. Just when just well, just like before the international break, when obviously when he got his call up, um, and it, it's just I I really recommend it. Um, and he he's just. You know, like how you, you you watch him play and you're like, oh, I I hope I, I would really want you to be a good guy, want you to be a nice mm-hmm. guy, and he just that really came through in the piece, and he was just buzzing to be selected, buzzing to be called up. Um, background, just talking about the way the way that he came through and um, looking up to his idols, and I, and I just really liked it. it. Makes you smile, mm. um, and I think he plays with a smile on his face, which makes mm. you watch with a smile on your face. Um, but yeah, he he's he's a, he's a real talent, and probably. Um, it, I think actually head coach said that actually for Canada that it was performances against the Arctic Rangers that, that aided to this and this one certainly this latest performance won't go against them at all. I think it was another Cause, cause, good yeah. performance. Because he was good at Ibrox earlier this yes. season. I watched I watched a lot of clips to prepare 
for doing something for the the prep for for a view for the terrace, and I watched a lot of it, and a lot of it came up in that game. Um, so that's exciting to see when when he's up against the best players. It also brings the best out of them. And also Smith at the back. I said, Very I have 16-year-old be thrown into play against Celtic and Kyogo. Uh, and, and Kyogo scores every game. He didn't score this one. No, he did not. <laughs> that, no, he did that, not. That's a, that's, a, that's a big deal. One huge chance, which I couldn't believe he missed. It was most like oh, stick on it, I thought. On. It's just yeah. like, it was like slow motion though, how it trickled by. Yeah. And just like, oh my goodness. Um, but but to, no, to see a 16-year-old coming and do that, man, that, that was, it was really, really impressive. He was one of the, to go against Celtic at that level and get a 2-0 win with the second goal coming in the 96th minute. I mean, it's really, really impressive. I'm sure he's, Ross County debut actually came on at Ibrox. Um, sure it did. Um, but no, he, he was he looked he mature beyond his years. Um, mm. And I think the fact that when you're that age and especially at a centre half, if you're not getting spoken about, I think that's sort of like the biggest compliment you can get. And mm. he, he didn't stick out like a sore thumb, um, unlike Yakovic's arm that was a penalty. And I don't know how Malcolm McKay doesn't think that it's a penalty. Um, I don't want it to be a penalty, but it is a no, penalty. But it's a penalty. You know, it's one of those. That's and everyone what Matt O'Reilly conceded earlier on in the season, or Greg yeah, Taylor, or um, Greg there's Taylor loads of them. It's, it's the rule. It's not that. It's not the. It's not the. It was, it was a penalty. Unfortunately, I just love that Malcolm McKay is like trying to be. Like, you know, a little bit edgy, Mourinho-esque perhaps, already down the tunnel. I will head in early um, for halftime. Oh, no, they're checking. I better come right back out um, as the as penalties eventually getting awarded. But um, I, I, he don't want it to be a penalty, but it is. I'm sorry, Malky, it is. There right, let's move on to our final game. Rangers oh. 2, United 0. Uh, good goals in that. Brilliant. Aye, bye. <laughs> that's it for this week's show <laughs> I think they hate us enough the, the Rangers fans <laughs> I know it couldn't make any worse to be fair we could just win this game no actually I'll talk about it because I did get you in to write me out some notes and he did do that and it'd be shat if I just if I just ended <laughs> the show that joke <laughs> uh, so yeah no I, I mean to be fair there was some good analysis of this on Sports scene. Yes. Which there was, which, yeah, there from was. From Neil McCann, which I, I don't know, I, I don't know this, but I'm just going to guess is perhaps because busy on Rangers TV <laughs> for the day, for the international subscribers, and was already watching this match. I don't know. No, he should have watched it and I wasn't in work, but the pundits usually watch it in, um, in the studio, in oh, office. Right. Okay, then maybe I'm doing them a disservice. I was joking anyway, but I did wonder because he'd obviously uh, sometimes done the Rangers TV yeah. gig before. But Neil McCann, to be fair, Neil McCann was always, I thought he was always quite good when he was on Sky Sports in terms of picking up little mm-hmm. tactical things that you you maybe necessarily wouldn't see as a supporter watching the game. And he did show that United's midfield three were doing very well up until the goal of... Shutting off that central bit. Yeah, yeah. protecting the defence and not allowing balls to be threaded through so then you could do that quick interchange that we, we saw for, for Malik Tillman's opener. So that was... Jim Goodwin certainly showing that they were a lot more organised and, as you and Brett have pointed out, a, lot, a hell of a lot more organised than the last team he took to Ibrox when Aberdeen got absolutely gubbed. I think it ended up 4-1, but it could have seriously mm. been 8. Like They were just taken apart by Rangers that day and that was the match that he just tried to go... He kind of smelled blood. Kind of like Nielsen in the game at Tynecastle. Smelled blood, put a ridiculously <laughs> attacking line-up and... Yeah, um, we're still a lot better than you. <laughs> yeah, 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 you silly it's like little boy. Poking boys. the bear a little bit, oh, yeah. quite literally. But I like, uh, but I like uh, with 
I, I think going forward, uh, I, I know Cholak had a decent game against uh, at Hebs, but he didn't play, perform well in the last game. But Morelos suits well, if Cantwell and Tillman are playing. I feel like Morelos has to play if they're going to if they're going to concentrate a lot of their attacks, which is much more under Beal with the signings that are going to concentrate their attacks through the middle of the pitch. I, uh, I feel like it has to be Morelos that does that. A, a, a guy who's much better with his back to goal than Cholak. He knows when to uh, vacate space to allow other players, as you see with the goal. And the goal is really good. I know Harks doesn't quite shut the lane like uh, McCann was talking about, but the goal is still really is ruthless. For that, that pass for Cantwell is so good. And Cantwell's been uh, really nice to watch. And, and I think he is looking like he's going to really suit. He, he just has. He's kind of player Rangers should say. You know, we, we always worried about Sakala when he first came in and it took them a while to, for him to, to get to grips. Because you're like, well, what's what's his usage going to be in Scottish football? Whereas Cantwell's like the complete opposite. You're like, yeah, I can see exactly what him and Tillman, exactly how they'll be good playing against packed defences. It, it'll suit them. It's just like Celtic have those guys like Kyogo and stuff. They can play that. It's the same thing. Guys who can play in these tight areas and they don't mind taking it in there and they, they've got they've got deft touches and they, they can play really, really nice passes with barely any thought with a perfect weight on them. So I think I, I can see where Beal's building that where I think it'll work. And, 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 he, and he's obviously already got right in terms of the results, but I can see where he's going with his team and, and, and it matches up and you think uh, it could possibly, it's just, just a problem now. Cause there's just, neither of them drop any fucking points. So there's just no, once, if either of them, even next season, if Rangers do manage to win an old firm game or something and Celtic were to lose Simmering again, that one off and they got six points, you'd be like, ah, well, it's all down to the old firm games now completely. Cause they just cannot see anyone losing. So there's a real lack of jeopardy in there, but I suppose you can argue Brings a lot of pressure for Rangers and Celtic. Now they, they, they literally cannot lose, yeah, but the, they right. don't lose. Because yeah. <laughs> Rangers, I was on a call for work earlier that was recorded and asked, like, is the title over? And I was like, well, you can, you know, you can never tell in football. But yeah, it's over because <laughs> Rangers normally have to win both all the fun games. The goal, we see the difference between Celtic and Rangers' goal difference. It's fucking mental. It's like it's 30 goals. It's a point in itself. It's, it's a point oh, in itself. So Celtic then have to either lose again and then draw another game against other teams, which they've only done once this entire season, that was St Mirren. Well, they've only dropped points in two games in total, so they'd have to do that as well as losing both games to Rangers mm-hmm. or draw both of them as well. So, I mean, it's just like draw two games and lose two games to Rangers. Nah, it's not happening. It's finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, just like this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, I, uh, I, I just wanted to bring up, uh, Ewan referred to Malik Tillman as the... Is an excellent jobber bodier. And I thought that was quite good because saying, like, he's not really played well in a lot of the bigger games this season, but he's very, very good at destroying teams like Dundee United. Well, that's really mm. great for a guy who plays for Bayern Munich. The Rangers are trying to sign him. A flat track bully for Bayern Munich. Well, yeah, yeah, Rangers are trying to sign him. And B, I don't think he's ever going to play for fucking Bayern Munich. No. No, because they're they're good, and and, and they don't have, they don't go up against goalies like Mark Birgitte, who's back <laughs> once again. Thank you. <laughs> oh. People say they actually had a decent game because they made some saves. Yeah, but also, I mean that Tillman dies, and so yeah, but, but he still causes the the commotion. Yeah, he still causes the commotion by failing <laughs> to hold a very routine shot, and then Tillman's second goal, he jumps out of the way of it. I fucking demand. I demand, Hibs. Like, because the last time Benigetti came to Saro, they had his best game by a mile. Uh, and, and he saved loads of shots. 
if it's fucking Stuart and goals for Hearts and Benny Getty and goals for Dundee United, I want things. I want the get. We need the gifts too. I'm coming for the gifts too. And that's just the way it is, all right? None of this 10 out of 10 performances for these two fucking charlatans, all right? I want the fucking, the goods. <laughs> Give me the goods. Mm. What's Cass's Give me name? the goodies. <laughs> I want the goods. Give me the goods. There you go. That's yeah. it. That's a point. I'm trying, it's actually, I don't know if I've got a podcast name for this one, but I want the goods. Give me the goods. That'll do. Right. <laughs> Tony, thank you very much. My pleasure. Amy, thank you. My pleasure. And thank you to everybody for listening, and we will be back later this week. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.